Bed bugs and other diseases quickly spread with such unsanitary condition, conditions this individual and his belongings were in. We ended up taking off, and the person was not able to walk, so he, a- he kept asking for a bottle so that he could pee in the bottle instead of using the restroom. No! 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 No, you can't do that on a plane. You cannot pull your dick out on the plane. This relationship is Oh my gosh, we're on. Hey y'all, it's Lace. It's Catherine, and this is a Meaties episode of Cheaties Podcast. Catherine, tell the people what a Meaties is in case uh, they're new. Uh, a, a free therapy session that you get to sit in on. Beautiful. With Lace and Catherine. Yep. With Lace oh. and Catherine Larrabee. <laughs> if all goes well, then yeah. Lace and Catherine Larrabee. That's a beautiful. Catherine Larrabee, what a beautiful name. That's so uh, Catherine Larrabee. No, that's not a good name. That sounds like a sounds like a VH1 documentary. So. How does that even? The rise and quick fall of Catherine, <laughs> Catherine Larrabee. Larrabee. <laughs> I was gonna say it sounded like a really like a like an 18th or 19th century depressed poet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The writings, the lost writings of Catherine Larrabee. Of Catherine Larrabee. Written yeah. in a cave in Vermont. <laughs> she ran away from her family when she was eight. Raised herself <laughs> in a cave. Somehow she, found She paper. wrote her poems in her own blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the walls of the cave. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't even 19th century. It was like the 80s. <laughs> it, was the, it was 1989. It was 1989. <laughs> Listen, Taylor Swift was born and Catherine Larrabee was born. And they went in different directions. <laughs> totally different directions. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. All okay. Right. Speaking of therapy. Yes. Lot, lot, Lace. Lot has gone down. I forgot. Wait, okay, really quick. Because I just, I have to tell you out loud. Okay. Listen, I'm working, 2024, I'm working on having more compassion. It's going to be very okay? hard for you. I know it's so hard. It's so hard for me. Um, but you know how I go, you know, I'm, I just say, you gotta, you gotta go balls to the walls. You gotta prepare for the big moments in life and get ready. And, um, and I, I talk a big game and then I had a taping that I absolutely shit the bed on. Did you really? I doubt there's no, there's absolutely, first of all, I refuse to accept that you shit the bed on it. First of oh all. yeah, baby. Oh yeah. Okay. How? Okay. So, well, you gotta you gotta break that down. I'm 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 dying to know because first of all, I don't believe you. Uh, You're like our friend Mandel, who every time he has a good set, he gets off stage and says he had an awful no, set. No, no, no. This is what happened. Okay. Uh, it was a don't tell taping. I did it in Santa Barbara like two weekends ago, and because I was gonna tape to promote my album that I never recorded, so everything's going pretty well. Um. <laughs> And I just want to say, leading up to this, I had like two or three sets leading up to this that were also had some weight on it. Mm-hmm. Like 
Like I was doing sets that people were watching to pass me for things or or auditions for certain things or whatever else. So leading up to it, I had been like stressing about this set for a week and then stressing about this set for a few days. What should I do for this one? What should I do for this one? And uh, and then I did a festival in Florida that was so much fun, but, you know, was going into the ocean at 4.30 a.m. and drinking and smoking cigarettes and everything. So my brain was just fried from like mm-hmm. stress and mm-hmm. debauchery and everything else. So I go into this don't tell taping. Uh, um, I did the one thing I said that I did get away with. I, I'm going to say it now because I returned it before I was with Sophie Buttle. We were walking through like the Grove in LA looking for mm-hmm. a top for the taping. And we just wandered into Nordstrom and I found this top that I was obsessed with that kind of looked similar to the first top I wore for my first Don't Tell taping. Yeah, the vintage top. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one was, um, it was $1,800. Catherine? Are and you... I bought it. $1,800 shirt? More. More than that. It was about 1863 1863 Are you, have you, lo- what has happened? 17 cents. This is coming out of the mouth of a woman who... No, are you ready for this? A year and a half ago. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I bought it. I signed up for a Nordstrom account and everything. I went to... What did Sophie say with you? No, I was like, I can't do this. And Sophie was like, get it and return it. Are you kidding me? So I bought it. It's, It's all the way buttoned down, all the way buttoned up. The tag is just attached by a bobby pin. So I just removed the bobby pin... You mean safety? Uh, right before my taping, I buttoned it up. I did my set, and then I unbuttoned it, and then two days later, I returned the whole thing, all of it back on my card. I feel like I stole something. Okay, I want to jump in and say absolutely. This not. is such a rush. No, this no. is such a rush. Because listen, what you did is exactly what every single um, wardrobe department does for every single TV show. You just they they go and they buy all this bulk stuff. They put it on people. And then what's sometimes even what's used, they take back what's not used. They yeah. take back and they, and that company gets a free advertisement. If you were to release that video or whatever, then I, I look at it as they're getting free advertisement from you. Oh my God. It was, I can't, I was so nervous going on the way back to return it, but I just was like, I just had to be like, these, these are, these are retail workers. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. I mean, no. she gave me one up and down look. And I was looking rough. And then she gave the shirt an up and down look. And then she goes, want it back on your Amex? And I was like, mm-hmm. Damn sure do. And I walked yeah. out of there with a high, like, uh, oh, I was like, we should keep stealing. I, I didn't even steal it, but I was like, I'm going to do this. I should do this every weekend. Why are yeah. we not? Also, why are you putting a bobby pin tag on a $1,800 shirt? You keep saying bobby pin. I think you mean safety pin. Safety pin, safety pin. So bobby pin just goes in your hair. Um, yeah, that is interesting because that's, yeah, because anybody could do that with a safety pin. Oh well, shit. Anybody? I mean, we've had this conversation on the podcast before, but I own a fucking um, gun, the the tag gun. Yeah, I bought one on Amazon like ten years or le- probably less than ten years ago, probably like eight eight years ago, and. Um, Ordered one online, and I, everything I borrow, everything I everything I rent from the stores, everything they borrow from the 
Paul, if I don't, if I, if I'm not, if I don't want to keep it or it was too much money or whatever, I, I, I take the whole tag off and then just gun it back on and take it right back and look them straight That's in the eye. That's so funny. Why are we not doing this for everything? I was like, what, what have I been doing this whole time? I've been on TV one time. Why have I not been doing this for, I like, I'm but like, I, what? What's the difference? Of I mean, that? I sweat so much. I can't do it oh, for like well, yeah. an hour on stage or I yeah, would ruin yeah, yeah. something. Yeah. But any taping from here on out, if it's like a 10, 15 minute set, five minute set, I'm going to be in the most expensive clothes. And I, I will, I'll make sure I don't do an act out while I have to turn all the way around. Cause there will be eight tags hanging out the back. <laughs> Just all down your back. Yeah, but then people like a will. Christmas tree in the back. People will think that uh, that's the new look, and then people are going to start doing that. They're going to be like, "Oh my god, I saw my favorite comedian. She so leaves her tags. She leaves her tags on her clothes." So. Yeah, dude, yeah. But what's the what's the difference uh, okay. between that and Rent the Runway, though? You know what I'm saying? No, but the Rent the Runway, you you still have to pay a rental fee. But that's my point: is that's outsmarting the system. It's this, but it's the same idea, right? You're you're borrowing, yeah. you're renting a very nice item that someone else is going to now have to wear. I mean. It's your fault for making a t-shirt, a shirt, a blouse, eighteen hundred dollars. That is your fault. Nothing, that's their fault. no shirt should be no. eighteen hundred dollars. And anyone in their right mind would get home and and whether they used it for a taping or not, they would get home and go, "What have I done?" Or they get home and their yeah. spouse goes, "What have you done?" Uh-huh. And then they go, "You get back there. You put that fucking safety pin back on there, and you don't ever come in here with an eighteen hundred dollars shirt again." I, di- I didn't let anyone touch me when I was walking out. I go, no touchy touchies when I was walking out of set. I was like, okay. I think that's also what made me so nervous. So this is what I did. This is what, this was my set. So yeah, what happened so, on the set? Yeah. You know, when like, you know, when it, it was like the, like a, like the pot had finally boiled over. Like it was like, I was tired about stressing about sets and whatever else. So I, I went up there and I went first and the crowd was kind of, they were a little, they were a little, a little quiet. Yeah. quiet. Yeah, a little quiet. And so my first bit actually ended up going well. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this bit and this bit I'm going to get off. I got cocky and I was like, well, yeah. I'm going to add this other bit in the middle because now I'm feeling good. And then yeah. I got the light, the eight minute light. So I had two minutes to wrap up. And I just was like, I don't want to end on this bit. I know I want to do this other bit. So in the middle of my set, I just go, I stopped and I go, I don't want to do this bit anymore. I go, I don't want to end on this. I'm going to go into another bit. And the crowd was like, huh? Hmm? And then, and I go, and I go, okay, how am I going to get into this other bit? So it was like quiet for a second. And you hear a girl in the back like, no, you got this. Like she, oh, like God. I was crumbling. Oh, God. And I was like, and I was like, oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. Oh, oh no, I have it. Oh, no, no. no, no this no. is what I do. This no, is no, me. No, 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 no. And, oh, God. and so then, but the bit that I went into was like, I was lying to myself. I was like, it's a five minute bit. And mm-hmm. I was, so I was like, what do I cut? Cause I had two minutes. And so I just like run through it. Like it was dumb. I just shouldn't even have done it. I just should yep. have finished on the bit I was doing, but like, but the crowd, I'd already, I pretty much like broken the fourth wall of, of yep. the set. You know what I mean? Like I was like, cause it was a taping. I was like, let's cut here and pick up here. And they're like, well, we're still an audience and this is still a show. Right. And, uh, and so it was going great. And then that's when I just shit the bed. And they were like, the audience was just like, what? they were like so whiplash. They were like, what? What's happening? Um, and I get off and I definitely ran the light by five minutes. 
Um, I been did there, Lashley sister. Ben and um, no one on the show looked me in the eyes, <laughs> and um, I d- I was like, let me help with chairs afterwards, and they were like, just please leave, and I was like, <laughs> like okay. <laughs> um, and okay, so- I. Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh-huh. I don't want to ask no, I just I just sat in a dark room for a while afterwards. Um, luckily, I returned yeah. the shirt, um, and that set will never see the light of day. And yeah. uh, it I, it really sucked for a minute. But you know, we're learning, and we're going. When you have a time set, you cannot get cocky and yep. act like this is your own taping. But I think my brain just went like, I'm tired of, I'm tired of stressing about sets. I'm just going to let it, I'm going to be like, fuck it. Anything is recoverable and it's not. And I just should have finished on the bit I had. Literally what you just described was exactly my experience. Even the, I don't want to close. I even said out loud, I don't want to close on this. (laughs) Word for word. We could probably go back to the meetings from a year ago, an exact year ago, last January, when I did Don't Tell. And and I guess for the audience, if they don't know who what Don't Tell is, it's it's a, it's a comedy, it's a pop-up comedy show. So, and they film the ones in, in out in California. They are they filming them in more places than just California? Yeah, they're doing like, yeah. They're doing they're doing, they're doing New York. Yeah, they've done one in Chicago. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, they're they're these great, they're beautiful sets. I mean, they're they're if not better I would even say better quality than like a Netflix special like they do an incredible yeah. job it's a really cool thing and it, it means if you it, you're lucky if you get one of these spots on here and then it has the ability to blow you up online Catherine your first word That's was how like, I blew up it's like their flagship set like you're the you're the yeah. you're the golden child of of don't yeah. tell everybody I mean you can't go anywhere without comics being like oh man Catherine Blanford you know it's well, I think it's that's why a, I put so much pressure on it. And that's what I was going to say. And so when I went in, I did the same thing because I had all this, you know, I knew you. And and, and the, the reality is, is there's how many, I mean, they're filming fucking hundred so people a year doing yeah. this, like, if not more. And the reality of it being, of it getting 20 million views in a fucking week, that's just not good. It does not going to happen for everybody. It's just not. Lightning doesn't strike twice. It did. So exactly. And so I went in with too much pressure on myself. I had also just come back from a, this all came up in my memories like two days ago. This is why I think it was the 28th of January last year. I'm dead. This is also, this is like, it feels like, uh, what's it, what do they call it? Deja vu. But I had just come back from that taping in Florida and hated the taping in Florida. I was so stressed about that. I should not have said yes to, to one or the other. I, I should not have tried to pull off both in one week. Should not have filmed the thing in Florida and then immediately flown to LA. I think it was in it's LA. It's so much stress to put, to, to have so many weighted sets. Yes. Back you back have to back. have some loose, like no stakes sets in between. Yeah. And I did not, I didn't, everything was stakes. And I put more on it than should have been. And I got there. I did it. And my first joke went really well. Then I, I got too loose in my head and I remembered that at the beginning they were like, Oh, you know, if you, if it goes wrong, we can redo it. Or you can ask to start back over or if, you know, whatever, if we stop and go. And I had that in my head of like, okay, it's going to be all right. It's, it's fine if I don't do exactly what I planned to do. And then my time I'd saw the light and then I did the same. I don't want to close on the bit didn't hit hard enough to close on. And I literally said out loud, I, I, I can't close on that. 
and then waited to another bit and did a fucking extra five minutes. I did the exact fucking same thing a year ago and uh, stressed myself out. And yeah. But then the next time I did it, when they gave me my replacement one, that was the one that was in an 85 degree warehouse. And the audience hated everybody, hated the, like, they were so miserable because they were hot. They loved some of the comics. So that's the thing is like, I would love to go, oh, I think they just like hated you know me or, or or they hated all of us but they didn't because they did like some of the comics but they didn't like that they loved half and hated half that was the one that even steph told was like oh fuck this shit i'm never posting this video and did, yeah yeah this so. i uh i was like i mean it's funny the things that you the the opportunities those are like the shows especially taped ones or people or auditioned ones or whatever those are not fun it's like you work your ass off for the things and then when you get the like the actual thing, it is terrifying and hard. And then like and then I went to Toronto this weekend after having all these like tough sets and just uh and just had fun shows and I'm like, Oh no, this is the fun part. This is like pressure's off, dicking yeah. around time of your life. This is yeah. I had uh, the same conversation with two comics this whole weekend, all these shows in North Carolina and had the I had well it was a non-filmed don't tell little pop-up in Winston-Salem hundred people packed to the gills fucking could you would have thought I was Dave Chappelle from every line I riffed the first 10 minutes just talking about a club I used to perform in that's shut down now I just riffed every line that came out of my mouth People falling out of their chairs, slapping each other. I'm like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> no camera to be seen. Is there a camera? Hell no. No, I murdered so hard for 25 minutes straight because they had a co-headlining situation because he'd already had somebody else booked and he was being nice enough to squeeze me in. I was like, I was like, okay, I'll take whatever spot, but I'll still do 25. Don't worry, wherever you put me. Um, <laughs> Mama can't be less than 25, so... <laughs> So, uh, killed it's it. a condition. No, 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 no camera, of course. And then the next two nights I had the most fun I've ever had. Comics requested me to do the same riff from the first night. So I was like, all right. Cause they all remember that same shitty club and everything. So I did it and I added stuff to it. Fucking just flow. I mean, it just was so great. It, it just worked so well. Three times in a row, three nights in a row. And I don't know if that's a bit a, tra- a bit that can travel. I don't know if it, I guess it could if I set it up in the right way, but it just hits so close to home to these people yeah. that I don't know. I'm going to have to try it maybe like in Atlanta or something like that and see if it works somewhere outside of there. But long story short, this is exactly the conversation I had with two other comics, which, because they were like, God damn, so good. One guy hadn't seen me in 11 years, which is always the best case scenario. You know, you want someone to not have seen you on stage in 11 yeah, years. Yeah. Cause obviously you're going to be 10 times, thousand times better. And the guy was like, God damn, you're so good. You're so good. You're so good. I'm like, thanks man. He's like, Oh, that was great. And I was like, but this wouldn't happen if there would have been a camera. <laughs> right? I was like, I don't think yeah, no, it's, it's like any time that... part of this weekend would have yeah. gone that well. It just wouldn't. Yeah. Have. I had the freedom of no stakes. It just didn't fucking matter. It didn't matter. Yeah. Ugh. I know it's, it, uh, it makes you, makes you be like, God, this must've been like back in the olden days. Like your, uh, your reputation just mattered based off of like, you know, who's watching you. Yeah. I mean, and 
and like and speaking your name in rooms. But I mean, it. You know what? After you have like sets that have there's so much pressure on it. Even if there's not a camera, you're just so thankful to have like those fun sets that. Oh, the ones were just nothing. Just all yeah. loose. Didn't matter. Yeah, man. I had a fucking. I, which is why I feel, I think I'm probably sick. Well, it was also cold and rainy and shitty all weekend too, but I think I got myself sick by just having fun, being up here, yeah. being loose, hanging out, talking too long after shows. And yeah, it's been a good, it was a good weekend. How was Canada? Okay. Canada was great. Um, we went to see Niagara Falls, which um, if you've never seen it in person, it's a little different than pictures. Yeah. So in the pictures, <laughs> it feels it looks like a waterfall Uh um big 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 waterfall but in person what it is is a wall of fog yeah and there is actually this is what canada doesn't tell you canada's very friendly but what they don't tell you is that they're also liars and um what it is is it's actually not a waterfall at all it's just a wall of fog that at night they will will shine lights on it at night and then they shine just a, a blue spotlight into the wall of fog so to make it look like maybe there's some water yeah yeah like a fake like cinderella kind of like mystic yeah uh, scenery i'm assuming you didn't go on the maiden of the mist you didn't get the boat um no because there is no waterfall period that exists and that's all made up and that's cgi um they okay. actually took that footage from a splash mountain at six flags and okay. uh and they just put the canadian sky over it and um but it is fun um you know with something also something that isn't what it is but it was after we went to see the fake niagara falls <laughs> it was when i tell you it was so see, foggy I've been, I've been when it wasn't foggy your pictures were hilarious though because that was you could not see through you couldn't shit. see anything no, I could not see anything. in April and it was way clearer and it was gorgeous. And I did the little boat thing and I uh, went down into it and um, it's pretty terrifying. Like the, the up close, it's the, the falls are, they could kill you in a heartbeat. If you fell out of that little fucking tour boat, you're dead. It's pretty scary. Oh, that's there. really great to know. Well, um, yeah. I feel like I should have gotten my, a refund on my plane flight and my hotel. We paid extra for the falls view in the hotel and we pull the curtain back as soon as we get there. And, <laughs> It it looked like it looked it might as well have been drywall covering the window. <laughs> Do you want to know the saddest thing? You couldn't see anything out the window. Like it was so yeah. foggy, you couldn't see anything. And the only thing you could see at night because there's a casino across the way, uh-huh. so you couldn't see. We paid extra. You could not see the falls. You could hardly see anything at all out the window. You literally it was just a bright white cloud like in front of the in front of the the window. But at night. The only thing you could see faintly was like the giant marquee on the, the Harris, across the way, Harris and it Casino. just says, "Yeah," and it just says like Matt Rife coming March second. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you pay extra to not see the falls, but just a fucking reminder oh, that Matt no. Rife is still selling out theaters and casinos everywhere. Yeah. Um, so and, yeah, uh, to replace one the, wonder of the world, you could see the other with a with truly the truly a wonder because we what a as wonder. comics are wonder, so wonder, we're still wondering. <laughs> we're still wondering. 
Uh, And then we saw Elton Ron, which was a cover band of Elton John. And we thought that was going to be a, uh, just, you know, like a drunken uh, pep rally, a hoo-ha. And we get in there and we are the youngest people by four decades in the whole venue. Um, Were they really good though? Yeah, they were good. They were great. I, I, I couldn't tell if he was faking the British accent the whole time. All right, now everybody get up and stand up. Oh, but and people were like, "We can't. We'll break a hip." <laughs> uh, but it was really fun. And then Canada was so dope, dude. Canada, Toronto, uh, the comedy bar. The I did the Danforth one, which is their new location. Okay. It is so beautiful. It's like too sexy to for a comedy club. Like I, oh, I kept being yeah. like, I feel like I'm in a billionaire's closet. It was so pretty. Oh, yeah. Um, and everybody after the shows, they they're so they talk to you like like you're the first human being they've seen in six years they're like oh my oh my oh my god it's you and you're like i'm i'm like selling merch next to the kitchen you know what i mean i'm like yeah. i'm no i'm no one i can't I, I can't believe we get to talk to you after the show i'm like i didn't i didn't sell out the show it's a friday well, night you have to keep in mind um, the only conversations they've had are with moose with elk elk with elk Elk and moose. How did you come up with elk? It sounded like somebody got a fly stuck in their throat. Is this a bit? Are you going to bit at me right now? Yeah, it didn't work on stage either. So you tried out <laughs> And uh, I did it every all three nights. Never worked. Sure. Not, not worked. Sure, 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 um, sure. And I thought it was genius. Uh, <laughs> it was so fun. Dude, can I tell you, this wasn't, wait, this was, because Kevin flew with me here. Uh, this, uh, this that's wasn't so cute that he goes on the road with you. That's it's, it's a, like I mean I know he doesn't all the time, but that's very cute that he'll go to like good shows and you'll have fun. What's that like? Well, because we don't live together. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're gonna spend extra time. Like I hadn't seen him since New Year's. Damn. I know, because I live in LA now. I know. And then I'm about to fly back, and then I won't see him till March. No, I don't know. I'm gonna be what? No, March. That's crazy talk. Are you ready for this? Dude, I might okay. be done with Southwest after this. Okay, I want to hear this story. Yeah, we got to wrap up soon. So I, I got to hear this. First of all, you told me something before that you said you talked about, but I don't think you have. This is the Southwest. Is this the, the Kevin yeah. Southwest? Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't, I do not think you have. So I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm it. working on being compassionate, but I can't. And I, and Southwest is my secondary airline, but it is. It is so hard to watch the people board first because it's no, there's no assigned seating, right? And you watch the people board before you with their conditions, mm-hmm. and it's a perfectly abled person walking on and sitting in the front row. And and I, it's it is such a test of character. To standing like standing in 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 a in a south standing in a twenty one, waiting to get on and watching like a perfectly abled thirty something year old person get wheeled in, and then walk up stand up on their heavy boots that somebody who is has hard of walking would never put on their feet, sure. and walk straight to their seat their front row seat, um, 
Wait, so because I've never once in my life been on a Southwest airline. So I always never, never know. I mean, I flew like, I'm not trying, I don't think I'm better than anybody. I used to fly Spirit and Frontier back in the day uh, before I was, you know, a Delta snob. But um, I've always heard the whole like assigned and no assigned seating and all that shit. So are there not sections of like business class and stuff like that? Is it all just the same? No, it'll turn you into an ableist. Isn't that where you're like, you oh, discriminate yeah. against people? Yeah. So what you're and doing not right people now? that actually have yes. problems. People that fake yes. problems. Yeah. So I'm yeah. telling you. It, okay, so what it is is you get – there's no assigned seat. So you're not like, oh, you have seat uh, row 21A right. or whatever. But you get numbers to board. So like your so A – you just pick your seat when you get in there. When you get in. But before A, you pay extra to get like A1 through 15. Or if you fly so much, you, you get A-list – like me, then you get a 15 through 30 automatically, whatever. It's like some, some point in there. Right. But people, older people or people with conditions get to board before you. Right. And so you're waiting to board and you're watching these people just fake it. And then all, and sometimes it's like 40 people. And And no way 40 people on the same flight all need special accommodations. Oh, it is. It's so horrendous. I'm telling you, it, you, you hear me say that and I sound like an asshole, but if you fly every day and yeah. you're ready to get on the plane and you're watching these fuckheads fake it, you, 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 you start to lose your shit. Dude, also, I just, also, I can't help. I start, I start judging people getting wheeled on, on the, on the chairs to and from the airport. And I'm looking at them like, dude, you lazy shit. And I'm not talking about people that actually need wheelchairs. There are there are some people there. Well, I do worry. I do have to jump in, and this is going to be my this is this is my um, what do we call it? Devil's advocate. I'm going to devil's advocate because it is it is more often than not. My dad worries a lot because he has a handicap sticker now, and he parks you know up in front. And when they're in airports and stuff, they do. My mom and dad both do need the you know, little trams and stuff, uh, the little extra help, but people can't see from the outside. If they saw them walk a little bit, they would be like, Oh, they're fine. But you know, cause they're young and cute and all this, but my mom has MS and my dad has brain and back tumors that people can't see or understand that half his back was fucking removed. So it's tough because I see people look at the, I was just with them this weekend and I see people kind of like side eye when we get out of the I'm talking the person that I see handicap. I'm talking a, a, an able man letting a tiny little girl wheel them through the airport. And then they get to baggage claim and he hops off and he puts three bags over his, (laughs) over his shoulder and then gets his giant Louis Louis Vuitton thing. And then puts on his earpods and starts. Oh, I've seen these people too. I've seen these people in the airport too. So I, I get it. It's not, but it's not usually my mom and dad. It's usually the other. It's usually that. It's usually people (sighs) taking advantage. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's my, that's my setup to this. Okay. But this is so funny, but this is classic Southwest. And this is, okay. I'm just going to say, so Kevin flew back at a 5 a.m. flight New Year's day from LA from coming to visit me. This is did he even go to bed to that night or did he just get on the plane? We took, we took like a 20 minute nap. Mm. All right. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's nice. I'm not nice. He's so much nicer. And, and, and more uh, and uh, forgiving than me. Mm-hmm. So this is, 
I was flying from LAX to ATL on 1-1. I paid an additional 40 so that I could sit front row, boarded the plane, selected the seat I preferred. Shortly after, an individual with extremely poor hygiene boarded the plane and sat next to me. Um, the individual was likely unhoused. I told him to say that, and everyone made fun of me. Now, are we judging that? No. But no. just, just are you ready for this? But just, I'm setting the scene for you. Prior to the individual being assisted onto the plane, he had a few belongings, including a blanket that had clearly been covered in feces and urine. Oh, God. The flight attendant placed the blanket in the seat next to me while they assisted the individual into the seat. Mm -hmm. The flight attendant used gloves and gagged mm -hmm. while placing the blanket there. Oh, God. I asked the flight attendant to please move the blanket due to the clear health concern. <laughs> she instructed me that it was up to the individual no. uh, with, with what he wanted to do with the, his belongings. Um, even though it was cl a clear discomfort to her and the individuals surrounding our seats. Uh, it was also apparent that this flight attendant would have not have been able to withstand flying with that blanket next to her, and the entire flight had no issue asking, but the, the flight attendant had no issue asking a customer to do so. Bed bugs and other diseases quickly spread with such unsanitary condition conditions this individual and his belongings were in. We ended up taking off in the... Person was not able to walk, so he a he kept asking ready for, this, for a bottle so that he could pee in the bottle instead of using the restroom. No, 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 no! You can't do that on a plane. You cannot pull your dick out on the plane. <laughs> oh, I don't think he even said it in there. The lady finally, he was like, "Ma'am, I just I can't sit next to this blanket." And she goes, she finally asked him, and he goes, "Yeah, you can put it up above." So she took the blanket and put it on top of Kevin's bag up up top. No, 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 no. And then they kept being like, sir, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot pee in public. We can, we'll, we can help you into the bathroom. He's like, I don't want to go to the bathroom. I just want to pee. Give me a bottle. I'll just pee here. No. So he said, they go, they ended up taking him, that he connected in Austin. They ended up taking the person who's not, not able to walk, um, he said they ended up taking him to the restroom. He was like, it was clear that he was not in any shape to fly on a commercial airline. Upon landing, they got him off the plane and had to physically replace the entire seat where he was sitting in because he urinated and uh, had fecal matter on the oh, seat. Oh, no, no, Catherine. Kevin, Kevin continued to sit in the row. With no, him. he did not. With, no. Yeah, he goes, they spray down the entire row with disinfectant while he sat there. <laughs> I would absolutely, there would be no, from the moment the blanket hit the seat next to me, I would have said, I'm out, Audi 5000, I got to get the fuck out of here, see y'all later, uh, y'all can pay for my next flight, take pictures, film it, I'd be the crazy, next thing you know, I'm on Twitter the next day, asking to get off the flight flights rolling out of the tarmac rolling down the tarmac i'd be like nope you're getting me off this plane you're getting me off this plane then i'd start yelling Dude. about aliens i'd be like there's aliens on this plane i gotta get off this plane i'd i would just fake they a gave mental health hundred dollar credit issue they didn't even refund the whole flight yeah uh, even after that amazing email that is a that is an incredibly curated email is like even after that, that's it? That's it? Dude, yeah. Oh, my God. When he texted me the next morning, I mean, I'm telling you, I was crying, laughing, crying. I he was like, Catherine, he's like, I can't bring the bag into the house. There's going to be bed bugs on it. He, he ended up putting it in the bathtub because he researched that bugs can't climb up slippery slopes, Stop. slippery surfaces. Stop it. That's so funny. 
he was like, I don't know. I, he was, I, oh, he, he was, he, Kevin thought he had the road to himself. He was like, I was so tired. I was so ready. He was the last person to board the plane. So the plane's about to take that off guy. and then the flight attendant's like, wait, one more. And no. then they bring his poop, they bring his poop baby blanket on the plane and sit next to Kevin and then sit him down. And he's like, give me a bottle. No, see, no, see, there'd be no, that's a no, that's a no, no, that is an absolute, what would you do? I would get the fuck up. I would get the fuck up and get off the plane. There, there's not a discussion. Me? I would, what I would make I a do? scene. Yeah, I would make a scene. I would you, be polite at first. I would stand up and say, hey, I can't, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this for health concerns. I'm absolutely not doing this. This is horrific. And I'm not going on a five hour flight. He said the, 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 the smell was like, uh-uh. like, like everyone on the plane around them. But that's what I think. No. I'm going to go, I mean, you can't discriminate. I understand that, but there is a level of decency. It, it's not just decency. It's also health, health concerns. I mean, that's, that, that is a health concern. You cannot be there next to someone's fecal matter. Like, no, <laughs> a- absolutely not. I would, the second that happened, I would say, nope. Mm-mm. And I would stand up and I would talk to the flight attendant and they'd go, ma'am, you got to sit down. You can't blah, blah, blah. And it would turn into a scene. It would be, a, it would be an absolute scene. I would be the next viral situation. Um, next white lady. I'd, I'd be fine with that. I'd be the Southwest Karen. I don't give a shit. I would not. I, th- I, I'm but, sorry. But, but, no one would. No one would. No one. Why would no Kevin one would be like? I didn't sign up to be this person's bed nurse. No. On uh, Southwest. Uh, wait, was there no one I'm on the not, other side of him? Was it only the two seats, or was it three seats, and there was nobody there's on the other side? There's three seats, and so there's a seat in the middle between them, and that's where they put his poop blanket. Oh God, you keep saying poop blanket. It gets worse every time you say it. The visuals. The visuals. How did he get on the plane? How did he? Oh. How do you get through the airport? How, how do you, you get, get through the airport? How do you get through security? How do you get through security? But see, that's the thing. When you shove everybody into a place like that, where because it's one thing like on a bus or a subway system, there's only so much you can do. And people aren't paying several hundreds of dollars to be on a subway. But And you're taking that risk when you shove yourself into a public transportation like that. Planes, that is a different situation. You are spending a lot of money. There is a lot of, there's a lot going on. It is very, it's 10 times more dangerous to be, or not 10, way more dangerous to be in a plane than it is to be in a subway. Like there have to be concerns. You can't, you just can't do stuff like that. You just can't do that. Southwest, where you do not have to pay for an extra seat now. Uh, If you, right, aren't they the ones that that just said that, you don't, if you need extra room if you in a don't seat, fit into they'll one give seat, you an extra you don't seat. You, uh, you don't have to pay for an extra seat for that. Yeah. And you also don't have to pay for an extra seat for your poop blanket. Okay. I have never, and now for sure, for sure, even if it was an emergency situation, that was the last airline available. I have, you have now cemented the fact that I will never get on a Southwest flight. Dude, it's so funny. It's well, I'm t- no. Southwest will take the 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 goodest of person, the goodest, and the goodest of person, and and it Turn them and into a monster. it will lose them. It will it, they will they will lose all hope in humanity. Yeah. Give give them one flight across the country's flying Southwest, and you will yeah. turn a saint into a demon. Well, Jared used to have a bit, he had a bit that he has, I think it's on one of his albums and I think he even maybe did it on TV or something, but it was very funny. And I always laughed at it because I got it. Okay. Southwest is a janky 
air, airline, but he had this whole bit about Southwest and now it all, now you have, now I know for sure that that's all true and it wasn't just exaggerating, but he, he talked about, you know, there's no assigned seating. So you just got to arm wrestle somebody, find the seat yeah. that you want. And he's like, he was sitting on there and this lady comes in and sits next to him um, with her, uh, her emotional support chinchilla, just losing yeah. hair from stress. He said that the lady on the other side rolls her window down to smoke. He's like, I don't think you should do that. I had a man threaten me on Southwest before because he was oh. saving like both rows across from each other. Like him and his whatever were on one row. And I was like, there's no. a whole open row. And I was like, I'm going to sit here. He's like, my daughter's coming. I was like, okay, first she can sit here sure, and I'll sit bitch. here. Yeah. And I so I sat on the window seat and he got up from his seat came across the row, sat in the middle seat, so I'm on the aisle seat, and leaned over, he goes, did you hear what I said, bitch? Don't mm-hmm. ignore me. He did not say that to you. Uh, yeah, I he was on the phone with Allie Edge. Oh, he yeah. did not say, did you hear me, bitch? Yeah. Yeah. And was, How are there not full-out brawls on these fucking planes every day? I don't know, How but I, I, I was so excited. I pulled out my phone. I almost pulled out my camera. I was like, yes, 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 yes. Thank yes. God. You're getting a moment. So this good. is going to yeah. be so good on TikTok. Yeah. And uh, I was so excited. And then and then he gave up so quickly. Um, I think he forgot about technology for a second. Yeah, um, did you just hold your phone up? And did he just shut his fucking Yeah, mouth? I was like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Do it, please. Um, make my day. Make my day, buddy. Please, sir. Please. Wait, 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 wait. Let me grab my liquid death can. I, I have to sponsor. Well, wait, sponsor wait. by them. <laughs> <laughs> Before you punch me. <laughs> Let me, like, punch me while I like, oh. throw my liquid death can up in the air. And it goes I everywhere. I pray for moments like that. I wish. I wish a bitch. I wish a oh. bitch would try me in public like that. I was so excited. Dude. The joy that shot through my body. The joy. The minute yeah. he came at me. And Ooh. nothing happened. But one day. But one day. That's why oh, I will keep flying Southwest. Yeah. That is why. Because I. Oh, surely because I rely on ticket sales on social media. And I need anything and, and, and everything to go viral. Anything. Yep. And Same. that's why we still fly Southwest. Um, so Jeez, this episode is brought to you by Southwest. <laughs> and Liquid Death. I, I don't. I don't understand liquid death. You literally liquid can, death, you can spread your liquid death all over Southwest for, for a poo blanket. For a poo blanket. <laughs> Grab a bottle. You can pee in your own, You can have your. You can spread your own liquid death everywhere. <laughs> oh God, a poo blanket. That is so. Um, I can't believe you're like. No, I told you about that. No, I think I would. I think I maybe would have remembered Pooh Blanket. That is all right. And that's enough talking for today, I think. Um, I think we've done it. I think we've done all the talking. Catherine, do you want to tell the people Shit. where you're gonna be live yeah. at if, if you survive your next flight? Please. And if you've got a Southwest story, please DM us. Uh oh, yes. we wanna hear it. Okay, so this weekend I'm out with Bert Kreischer. Yeah, you are. And we're going to Wyoming, Colorado Springs. Another place in Colorado, and I think New Mexico. I'm not sure. Somewhere out west. I'm very excited. He asked me yesterday if I ski or snowboard, so hopefully we're going to be hitting the slopes at some point. Oh, here we go. Um, And then then I'm going to be in West Bend, Wisconsin, uh, at the end of February. Isn't that in Wisconsin, Lace? 
WI. Is that Wisconsin? That's Wisconsin. Yep. Okay, I'm going to be at West Bend Theater in Wisconsin, February 24th, and then Royal Oak, uh, that's right outside Detroit and Michigan, on February 25th, and then I added a bunch of dates. Uh, I got Detroit and Chicago, St. Louis, Colorado Springs, uh, Greenville, South Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina. Are you doing the Comedy Zone in Charlotte? Yeah, I'm doing all of them. Oh, and I just got to announce I'm doing um, uh, Moon Tower in Austin, uh, Moon Tower Comedy Festival. But one of those dates, um, April 17th through the 21st, one of those dates I'm headlining. I'm headlining a show in Austin at Cap City Comedy Club. I don't know. Hell yet, yeah. Yet. What are you That's doing? That's amazing. Not that. None of that shit. That's all, like, those are the best freaking dates. That's good. It's a good list there, bud. Um, all right. So this weekend, y'all can't catch me anywhere because I will be in the Bahamas for corporate gigs. That's the one cool thing that I have coming up. So yeah, pipeline, the contractors, pipeline contractors association. Um, so very excited. It's a charity event for the environment. Um, so very excited about that. I'll be in the Bahamas February 1st through the 4th. If you're there, say, Hey, um next well let's see got some stuff in atlanta doing a show for planned parenthood of the southeast uh important gig to, to counteract the to counteract that's right that's right mm-hmm. um and then the next weekend you can catch me well it's a full almost a week it's february 14th 15th 16th and 17th down in rosemary beach and seaside florida i am headlining the sand up comedy fest i've got shows every night three of the nights i've got two shows a night so uh that's gonna be fun and then the next weekend this is the most important this is where i need everybody to come out please god everybody tell anybody you know in illinois i am in chicago at city winery february 20th and i will be at city winery um february 22nd in st louis and a bunch of stuff coming up after that. But those are the most important gigs. Florida, Chicago, St. Louis, folks. Get down there at lacelayerby.com for dates, katherineblanford.com for dates. Um, and if all that sounds too complicated and you're already following us on Instagram, just go to our links and our bios, click that, and it'll take you there as well. You can also, I think yours does the same thing that mine does. Mine's through bands in town, but you can click like follow and it'll, and then you can be updated. If y'all are always like trying to scribble down, where are we live? Um, you just click follow and when we're in your area, the internet, the robots, they'll tell you, they'll tell you when we're there. So that's what we got going on. We got a new, uh, episode with a guest coming out next week and a bunch of new fun stuff coming up. Y'all please leave us a review. If you have not, we need some new reviews. Other than that, anything else, KB? That's it. Stay stabby, y'all. Do it. Keep stabbing. We love you. Toodles. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of Cheaty's Podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. And if you've been cheated on or you have cheated, you've got a cheating story that we want to hear. Leave us a teaser voicemail at 888-STABBY-8. That's 888-782-2298. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Cheaty's Podcast. Follow me, Lace Larrabee, at Lace Larrabee. And follow me, Catherine Blanford, at It's Catherine Blanford. Stay stabby. Go to your ready-made horse. That's all your good.